0: So when I was a varsity student, there was one invitation I used to love getting. Uh, It was my brother inviting me to lunch on a Sunday. Now, I wish I could say that it was just joyful because my brother was inviting me to lunch, but um, it was more than that. It wasn't really about my brother. It was about my brother's father-in-law who uh, invited a whole lot of us to lunch pretty much every Sunday uh, while I was at varsity. And... uh, what was cool is that he knew the best restaurants um, and um, he, also, he also could pay for any kind of meal and you know what it's like when you're a student. But what added to that was afterwards, we all got to go to um, exclusive books. Back in those days, there was one exclusive book. It was in Hillbrow and we used to go there and we all got to choose a book. And so there was just so much in that invitation. It wasn't just an invitation to a meal. The food was always epic, but it was just an invitation to that whole vibe and to being with my family, with my brother, my sister was often there. And and just that experience of of being with somebody at a meal that that was there to provide not just food, but conversation and treats and all sorts of things. I, I love those kinds of invitations. I want you to think about some of the invitations you've gotten over the years that you've just like, ooh, I wish I could get that invitation again. Uh, I've got to confess, anybody with an aeroplane, if they begin, would you like to, I'm always yes. But then you get those other invitations that are stressful. It's like, whoa, I don't know if I want to go. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do the right thing at the meal. I don't know if I'm going to say the right things. Do I have the right clothes? We all love invitations, but I think we all end up with really kind of mixed feelings towards them. I want you to imagine for a moment that you get invited to something by Jesus. Now, I don't mean like a fantasy kind of thing. Oh, if Jesus invites me, to do this. But really... So, so, so you really get this invitation. I mean, what would stress you out? Um, you know, w- would you be keen to go? Or would you like, Whoa, what am I supposed to wear? Um, w- w- you know, what's it, what's it going to be like to be invited by Jesus to a meal? And, and what's going to happen? The great thing is, actually, you don't have to wonder about that you can know what it's like to be invited by jesus to a meal because the the new testament is actually full of stories the gospels are full of stories where people end up at meals with jesus and so i want to i want to just tell you about some of the things that you can be sure will be part of a meal with jesus um because because we read it in the stories one of the things that i can tell you about a meal with jesus is that the potential for joy and amazement will always be there that that you could end up at this meal and just be overwhelmed with joy and amazement i think of that one particular story it's one of the very first stories uh, about jesus um, and uh, at a meal this one happens to be a wedding feast so it would have been a meal that was there for days and days. And, of course, he didn't give the invite, but he was invited, his family was invited, and he was there. And uh, we find that story in John chapter 2. It's that famous story where Jesus turns water into wine. Imagine imagine if, imagine what it would have been like if there were social media in those days. People just posting, wow, we were at this wedding. And... And this guy was there, and, and it looked like it was going to end up being embarrassing, and it ended up being amazing. It changed our lives. Imagine what that bridegroom and that bride felt like. Imagine what Jesus' disciples felt like. They must been... Folks, an invitation to meal with Jesus really does have the potential for complete joy, and amazement. I think often we're afraid to go where Jesus is because we, maybe we're afraid it's going to be dull and boring. Or maybe we think it's going to be scary. And sometimes it is. But one of those first, not one of those, the first miracle that Jesus does is isn't just a miracle about his body, but it's a miracle about who he is and that he wants people to be provided with joy and rejoicing and pleasure and a good time together. There's another thing we can definitely see in the New Testament when it comes to invites from Jesus, and that is that they can potentially be really awkward. Um, Jesus, Jesus spoke truth to people. And uh, perhaps you, you're familiar with that story. It's found in Luke chapter 7, where Jesus is invited to a meal by a guy called Simon, who's a Pharisee, and he invites Jesus to a meal. And then a woman turns up at this meal, and, and the Bible just says she's a sinful woman. We don't know what the particular issue was there. But she arrives there, and, and she stands behind Jesus and, and she cries and she wipes his feet and she kisses his feet and she breaks perfume over him and anoints him. And this Pharisee is like all proud. And he's like, if this oak was the Messiah, he would definitely know what kind of person is that's touching him. And Jesus turns it around, and he says, "Simon, when I arrived here, you didn't even offer me water to wash my hands, which all hosts should do. But this woman has washed me with her tears." And Simon gets a lesson in in in, in who Jesus is. And what Jesus has come in this world to do, to find people who are lost and without him. And it turns incredibly awkward in that moment for Simon. So the truth is, an invitation to Jesus may end up being awkward, because it may end up that we have to examine ourselves, just like Simon did. There's a third thing that I can see in in. Meals with Jesus in, in the Gospels is that uh, meals with Jesus are regularly completely life-changing. Uh, people come in in one way and they leave completely changed. That story that I just spoke about, about Jesus eating with Simon the leper, the end of that passage, in verse 50, it says this, Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. She arrived broken. She arrived full of guilt. She arrived desperately needing love and affirmation and acceptance and above all salvation. And she left with a completely changed life. Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. But not only is, are these meals just life-saving, like that, um, they can also be life-saving, some uh, life-changing, sometimes in in challenging ways. There's another story, very similar to this one, found in John chapter twelve, uh, where Jesus goes to Lazarus's house, his friend Lazarus, who's, who he, he raised from the dead. There's Lazarus, there's Mary, and there's Martha, and and a similar thing happens there, and and. Jesus is anointed, perfume is broken over him, and um, Judas gets all uppity and says this is a waste of money. But we read a little thing there that after this incident, after this happened, uh, the Pharisees were trying to kill Lazarus because Lazarus was now part of the story of Jesus and part of, of the story of salvation. And Lazarus could testify that Jesus has raised people from the dead. And so the the life change that invitations that Jesus brings isn't just always about the good. Sometimes it's about putting us in a place that may be really hard, maybe really difficult. But it is a place of Jesus saying, I want you to change to serve me better. So one more thing that happens when people have meals with Jesus, and that is that often the miraculous happens. Uh, There's a great story of Jesus having breakfast. It's a fish fry, basically, on the beach. His disciples have kind of... He's died. He's... He, he's but they don't know what to do, they're feeling abandoned, and so they go fishing. And Jesus arrives, it's in John chapter 21. He arrives at the beach and they're out fishing and he speaks to them and then he invites them to shore. They catch this miraculous amount of fish. Please go and read the story. It's really great. It's the beginning of John chapter 21. And there they arrive at the beach, and Jesus not only has enabled them to catch more fish than they ever imagined. But Jesus also provides this meal for them on the beach, and they sit and they eat, and they talk together. And then Jesus calls Simon Peter aside. Maybe you know who Simon Peter is, that disciple who denied Jesus. If you aren't familiar with the story, you should perhaps ask a Christian friend to point it out to you. But he calls him aside and he says, Peter, I, I don't want to just talk to you about the miracles you've seen here of lots of fish and breakfast and all of that. I want to talk to you about the miracle of your life. That I'm going to send you out to love people in my name. But Simon, you have to figure out who you really love. And you need to love me. And Jesus turns in a miraculous way the life of this guy who completely denied him and says to him, I still want you on my side. I still want you with me. I still want you to do all those things I planned for you, Simon. Jesus miraculously restores Simon Peter's life to him. So the truth is that meals with Jesus aren't about the food, are they? They aren't about the what you wear. They aren't really about the setting. They're about Jesus and who's with him. I wonder if you doubt whether you crack the nod to a meal with Jesus. I wonder if if you think to yourself, "I, I, I will never get an invite like that. I want you to know that you Not only will you, you have already. If you go back through those stories, some of the people that have been and have and are invited to a meal with Jesus are some pretty shady characters. In Luke chapter 22, Jesus is getting ready to have the Last Supper with his disciples. And in verse 15, he says this, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Church family, Jesus eagerly invites you. He invites the guilty. Go and read those stories. There were tons of people that had lots of guilt in their lives, that were invited to those meals with Jesus. The the innocent are invited. Those who just happened to be there. Spectators. Those who actually weren't meaning to connect with Jesus, but just did. Pharisees are invited to meals with Jesus. Above all, sinners are invited to meals with Jesus. You see, the truth is, it's not that Jesus is, will accommodate you. He, he doesn't want to accommodate any of us at a meal. He wants us to be there because the meal is about us and about Him. And that's why we as the followers of Jesus, when He says to us, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, must grab every opportunity. We're celebrating what we call communion together today. And so I want to remind you that every invitation you get from Jesus, not just to communion, but every invitation you get from him to a meal shouldn't, shouldn't drive us away, shouldn't fill us with fear, it should fill us with joy. We need to run towards that invitation. You see, because Jesus invites us not just to have food with him, but to have a deep and eternal relationship with him. During that Passover, Jesus takes bread and he breaks it. And he gives it to his disciples and he says, this is my body that is broken for you. And then after supper, he takes a cup and he says, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you celebrate the Lord's death until He comes. But we don't just celebrate the death of Jesus, we celebrate the life of Jesus. We celebrate an invitation. And so after the service, if you are able to, won't you come around to the church? Uh, we'll be there from 3 until 5.30. And during that time, you can come, you can worship God with us, you can share a communion meal with us, you can share prayer with us, and then you can go home. If you're not able to make it, please don't think that you've missed out. You see, this isn't just a a formal meal that we have and can only have in church. I want to encourage you that if you watch this this service anytime, that afterwards um, you get your family around you and you share a drink and an a plain piece of something to eat and remind each other that every single one of us are invited to eat with Jesus. That we can be filled with joy, that we can be filled with wonder, that our lives can be changed because Jesus invites every one of us to be part of this meal. Church family, our job isn't just to accept this invitation and eat and drink together, and we must today and often, but our job is also to invite others to this meal. Next week, we start Alpha online in our church, and wouldn't it be great to be able to say to somebody, I want to invite you not just to one meal with Jesus, but to meals over the next 10 weeks with Jesus, where you can discover not just a few facts, but you can eat with king of kings and the lord of lords and it can change your life forever you are invited no matter who you are jesus longs to eat this meal with you and so i want to invite you as one of god's children to eat and drink as often as you can in remembrance of jesus and remember that he died rose again so that we can live with him in eternity. God bless you. Have an amazing meal with Jesus.